All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuck, Nicks? What the fuck, Adelics? What the fuck, Inokios? How's that one? I am Mark Marin. This is WTF. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate your presence. I appreciate me being allowed to be present in your ears at this moment. Amazing show today. Tenacious D is here. That's right. Jack and Kyle are here. They're 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 gonna be here. It's it's a fucking awesome uh, conversation jam session. Uh, I love those guys, and and I'm thrilled that uh, I have them on the show today. I uh, didn't get a chance to do this before, but I want to thank the uh, lovely people of Victoria, BC, and Esquimalt. Esquimalt is Esquimalt. Yeah. I was just up there for the Blue Ridge Comedy Festival last weekend. Didn't get to talk to you about it. Uh, a couple of things happened that I didn't think ever would happen in my life. Uh, one of them being I performed in a curling rink. Now, I'm a guy I never thought I would ever be in a curling rink. I'm not sure that I even really acknowledged in my reality frame that curling rinks existed. Curling is that sport, as uh, many of you know, that uh, they slide r- large rocks along the ice and of course the the most exciting part of curling is the guy with the broom in front of the sliding rocks now when i got up there to the esquimalt curling uh center or rink uh i i didn't know what to expect i didn't you, you know it was a large place where they have an ice sport it was a large cement box where the sound bounced around quite effectively to the detriment of the people in the back of the room hearing clearly what anyone would say so it's sort of an interesting thing there was a there was a couple things going on with me which was like hey well it's kind of cool to be in a curling rink in a way yeah not cool but yeah i I, again never thought i'd be in one and holy shit uh i'm standing in the back of the room there's someone on stage and i can't understand a fucking thing they're saying so then all of a sudden you go into, all right, troubleshooting mode. You know, it's, it's sort of a difficult thing when you're a comic where you're like, this is going to be great. And you get there. It's like, oh, I got to get through this. But it went uh, it went fine. I'm not sure if anybody in the back half of the room understood anything I was saying, but I tried to pace myself. I literally tried to push my jokes out into the audience as if they were curling rocks and i was just waiting with a broom sweeping you know sweeping behind the jokes quickly hoping that they would just make their way to the back of the room but it was it was great the the following night i played at a small club it was called the upstairs cabaret and uh we packed it out with wtfers i want to thank all the wtfers up there in victoria for for coming out for that because it turned out to be you know just a great show and of course, I talk about doing the curling rink because it's a it's a much more intimate situation of killing. I talk about doing the curling rink and then I make a joke about how this has got to be the, the least dangerous sport ever. I mean, how could you possibly get hurt curling? And that gets a laugh. And then some woman in the crowd goes, a Korean kid lost four fingers. This is in the middle of a comedy show. This is not an upbeat story. Even the pitch was not upbeat. I mean, if that's the pitch, it's not, a, you know, it's not a funny story. It's kind of funny, but not really. So I said, what are you talking about? And she said, he tried to stop the stones or the rocks or whatever they're called from hitting each other with his hand and his hand went between the rocks and he lost four fingers. And it was just one of those moments where I'm like, okay, great. So back to the jokes. Oh my God. Just horrible. I don't know how you explain that. I don't know how I, I, I felt bad for the kid, but uh, 
I guess that's that's the the liability is that uh, in it, I guess just in a general advice kind of way, if if you're curling, if you're you're new to it and you're just you know saying like yeah I got this, don't try to stop the stones or the rocks or whatever they're called. And if you're sweeping, you know you just you know stay on top of it, don't hurt yourself. I, I guess that's what I learned. And I then I generally spent uh, most of the weekend not going around and seeing the sights and just sitting in my room. It's a beautiful room. It was a beautiful situation. The shows were good. I wish uh, I wish Dan, the guy who runs the uh, festival, the best of luck up there. It's a lovely place. I wish I got out more, but I was uh, literally in my room, and right outside uh, I saw the water. Apparently there are whales that you can go see if you have that time. Uh, but right outside I could see the water. I could see the the blue bridge uh that the comedy festival is named after and then you know i was sitting at my desk looking out that window seeing the the lovely day outside and on my desk i saw my computer on the uh, screen was pornography and i had a choice you know i had a choice i was going back and forth blue bridge outdoors take a walk have some fudge maybe buy a hat perhaps a belt which you will eventually buy or just stay in here and be that guy in a recreational summer town on a beautiful day watching porn. It was a tough call, folks. Tough call. Uh, I'd like to say that I did the right thing. I would, but I did not. Let's let's call Mike Birbiglia. Hello? Mike Birbiglia, Mark Marin. Hey, Mark. It's always good to hear from you. Oh, that, you know, is it Mike... <laughs> Are you, is it that, is actually. I love hearing from you. Is that preemptive? Are you just disarming me with your charm out of the gate? You know, despite your best efforts, you were beloved. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'll take. <laughs> I'll take it. As are you. Uh, as are you. You are the the precious golden boy of the comedy world. You know that's really backhanded. The word "precious" obviously has negative implications. All right, uh, I think go- "golden boy" is friendly, but not <laughs> complimentary. But "precious" is like you're trying to put me in twee territory. All right, you're right. You're right. Hey, look, I, let, let me <laughs> say put- something nice, Mark. Why don't you say something nice? Why don't you say the? How about you say the nicest thing you can think of about me, and then I'll say the nicest thing I can think of about you. How about that? Okay. Uh, you know, we were out in Sundance with, uh, with your movie that I have a role in and I sat and watched it twice and, and I enjoyed it both times, even, even, and it had nothing to do with me. I wasn't sitting there waiting to see me, uh, right out of the gate. I watched you, uh, on screen and you got laughs and you were great at your acting and, uh, and you made a great movie and you were very funny. Thank you. And I'll 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 give you my compliment of you later. I I, I I'm busy. That was a setup. And, I walked right no, into I, that. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. No, I can I give you my compliment of you? Is yeah, that what, that's can fine. I do that? Yeah, yeah. Every every time I watch your stand up, I'm reminded, oh my God, not only is Mark do this incredible podcast, which I tell people about constantly if they don't know about it, uh, but he's still killing it. As a comedian, like you always make me think, you always make me laugh really 
belly laugh hard. Oh, my God. That worked. Thank you, Mike. That was very nice. I feel like I'm doing the best work I've ever done. Yeah, I mean, on a personal level, you're really shitting the bed. I mean, your personal life is a mess, but your <laughs> professional work is outstanding. No, it's it's all working out. The only thing that's messy right now is uh, is is the struggle to not lose you know, my mind. That and that, uh, yeah. and, and I'm succeeding in that too. Let's let's talk about your movie because you're going to be today. Uh, when are you coming to town with the movie? Because I just uh, you know I was on the phone with your your partner and pal Ira Glass, and and apparently he said that uh, you guys are going to uh, to all ends to promote this film, it, it, even making popcorn and ripping tickets in some areas. We are. We actually are at the IFC Center this weekend, Friday and Saturday. It was going to be seven screenings a day where we do Q&As, and then those, we sold out ten of them, and now we're, they added a screen, so we're doing 14 Q&As per day. At the IFC, at the in, IFC in, 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 Yeah, in, in New York City. And that's, uh, that'll be the August 20, what, 24th and 25th? Yeah, twenty fourth and twenty fifth. But they're all they're all sold out. And then yeah, and then yeah, and then I'm flying to Los Angeles, and I'll probably see you next week because the thirty first and first, I'm at the landmark New Arts doing Q and A's at the night shows in Los Angeles. You know that one? It's that one that they just play one movie theater. I think it's on Santa Monica. Yeah, no, no, Uh, I I definitely know where that is. But like, if you want me to come down for any of those. Because uh, you, know, yeah. you know, Jessica really wants to see the film, and if you want me to, you know, to come up there and and pretend like I like you in front of people, I can do that. I've, I've gotten, I've gotten. <laughs> yeah, very... no, I, I actually, I went through formal channels to see if you would come to some of those Q and A's, and your your agent actually quoted me ninety five thousand dollars for you to appear. Well, you know, I'm, I'll I'll cut you a deal. You know, if you get if you get me and my girlfriend dinner, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and and, and yeah, that, if you let us, love to have you. if you let, if you let us fly on the sleepwalk with me uh, jet, you know I. I <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it's 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 very exciting, and I don't know that uh, you know we've talked specifically about the uh, about the film on the podcast, but uh, uh, you wrote it, uh, you directed it, uh, you you starred in it, and uh, well, you had a lot of help from a lot of great people. Uh, you, you produced it with Ira Glass. You wrote it with Ira and your brother. It seemed to me when I was uh, you know, was shooting with you that Seth Barish, who did uh, who produced your, your your live show, was very hands on as well. Um, yeah. So you really put together a, a pretty. You you were definitely not a Napoleon on the set. You were very pleasant to work with, and I think part of that had to do with the fact that you were very concerned with your own performance. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's that's the that, I, that the tone that you took when you said that had a somewhat uh, mocking feel. You're but, so, but, you're, uh, so, you're, so but, uh, you're so fucking sensitive. You're very intuitive to my tone. I, yeah, and, I know. Because well, I listened to hundreds of hours of you speaking. Right, so I, I, get, I get what you're saying. And you're right. But, I did. I did not mean for that to come off as a slight. But I, what I was trying to say in my own way was that you put a very creative and supportive team together to realize your vision because you knew on some level that you still had to act in this film and, and you trusted everyone around you. And I thought that was smart. Thank you. Yeah, no, it was a really collaborative effort. The cinematographer is great, and our production designer is great, and Seth was great. And, and you know, what's funny is when we, when I asked you to do the film, it was literally just based on me and Ira having a conversation. Like, hey, do you think Mark would do this? Or, oh, uh, maybe he would do it. I don't know. And then we were like, we're so inexperienced in film that we were like, 
okay, now what do we do? And I was like, I don't know, just call them, see what happens, you know? <laughs> that's, so that's... it's literally, this is like the showbiz, behind the scenes of showbiz, I just called you and said, hey, we're doing this film, and here's the, you know, and you go, oh, what's the scene? And I go, and I go, it's this, it's this scene, and then it's this scene, and I'm pretty sure you just go, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was, that was it. Like, uh, you were just on board, and then we thought that you were, I'm not kidding, we thought you were going to be a big pain in the ass, we thought you were going to be a real troublemaker, and a real diva, and you ended up being salt of the earth, perfect, nailed your lines every time, improvised, brought a lot to it, you have improvised lines, you have two really strong improvised lines that made it into the final cut, and uh, people love you in a movie, so I, I think it's a success story for us. Well, no, I, I and I was uh, I was thrilled to be part of it. I, you know, I, it, all I wanted was a uh, was a plane flight to uh, to New York and and a ride to Staten Island, and I think it it <laughs> worked out fine. I wasn't asking for too much. You know that being, you know that you're the only actor that was flown into the movie, and oh. it was me and me and Ira paid for it personally because our budget didn't allow for flights. Should we should we cut that part out? Because I don't want to upset uh, you know. Well, I mean, most of the other actors. Well, you know what? Maybe. Well, thank you. That's what I should say. No, you thank don't have to cut that out. That's literally we cast in New York. That's what a lot of low budget movies do. Is they they can't afford flights, and so they they just cast in New York. Well, I'll tell you, I was honored to be uh, in the cast with uh, with Carol Kane, and and I was honored to uh, to be in the cast with uh, with so many comics. I thought that was great of you to to cast our brethren. And Sisterin yeah, or whatever. Wyatt Snack, Kristen Shaw, uh, David Wayne is in there, Henry Phillips. Henry Jesse Phillips. Klein. Henry Phillips. I mean, he had a, he, Henry Phillips was great. All of those people have been on my show. It's phenomenal. It's a, it's a great bunch of people. And you know what you said in Sundance, I really appreciated it, was that you felt like it gave, it, it, it told the story of the road comic, which we, which we felt like wasn't in a movie before that. So Never. Never. I, and I, you know, I, I, I believe that is true that, you know, it's very delicate, especially to, you know, the back of the room, which are your peers, which is me. Uh, when you're looking at the way it's a very specific thing, how we started doing comedy where, you know, you get 15 minutes together, 20 minutes together, you would align yourself with a, with a booker who would send you, you know, traveling anywhere from 50 to 500 miles to play, you know, bowling alleys and bars that had one comedy <laughs> night. And that was, and that was how we did it. I mean, that was how we started. And I've never seen it before and i think you captured it very well and i also hey. and i think that you know on top of that that i mean because you're talking about yourself but that's a very specific story and also the story of your your problem uh you know which really is the focus of the movie uh was really just uh it, it, you integrated the comedy into it it was very seamless and and i think that you did a great job hey you know, we, we've we've built a relationship. We uh, we respect each other and we understand each other and we have a good time when we talk. I don't have any resentment. You know, I still find you know, certain parts of you annoying, but that's just who you are. And I find nothing about you annoying. So it really works. <laughs> I'm thrilled that uh, I'm genuinely thrilled that that the that, that uh, about your success in the film. I think you did a great job. It's not an easy thing to do. And uh, the audience loved it. And I thought it was great. And I'll, I will see you uh, for one of the screenings. Let's, fit, let's set it up. Yeah, that sounds great. I'll see you next weekend. All right. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mark. Bye. Always a pleasure to talk to uh, Mr. Berbiglia. Even with our tension, it's become endearing. Now, let's get on with some other business here. Tenacious D is here. And Tenacious D, for me... Like Jack Black and Jack and Kyle. I mean, look, the the amazing thing about Tenacious D is their earnest approach 
to rock and roll. Whether you think it's funny uh, or, or not, it, it stands alone in that these are guys that love the fucking music. And, and there's something that always resonates with me about that. It just goes back to me growing up in Albuquerque, going to see Van Halen, going to see the Nuge. I admit to that. Going to see Rush, going to see the Cars, you know, going to see um, Heart. I mean, I go back, people. Just the spirit of rock is within Tenacious D. Are you ready to rock? Are you ready to enter the garage with me and Tenacious D? Let us now rock. Uh, I, bu- I busted it out. Okay, just don't play for a second. Okay, it's a big Damn. idea. Well, I'm a Nuggets. Oops. Said so your phasers on stuns, guy. Wow, this is gonna be interesting. Why? Because I've never. Um, You've never had music? No, I've had a lot of music, but I've never I've never used my new mic there. Seems like it's picking up a lot. Oh yeah. So the tuning thing is uh, an important part of what you guys do, right? <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. Is this gold? I know Are this we is on right now. This is gold. <laughs> this is comedy gold right here. I'm just wondering how that thing sounds pretty good, right? Yeah. Sensitivo, it's way over there. It's picking it up, right? It's picking up the whole room. Yeah, I mean, that's a worry. Listen to that voice for a little guitar. Well, there should be no... That's nice, man. guitar is a guitar. You want to to wear uh, cans? Yeah, I should. So you you can regulate... Cans, break it it, down. It's kind of like audio masturbation because you can hear yourself and it feels good to hear yourself. Yeah, because yeah. then you can get up uh, on the... Yeah, yeah my own that? voice. Right there. Yeah. Nice. That sounds yeah, pretty yeah. good. I should just take me out of this. W-M-A-R. So wait, are we going to do something from Rise of the Phoenix? Is that what's going to happen? Oh, you want to go straight into the... Uh, straight into the... Well, I don't want you sitting here with the guitars the whole time. I think that right. if, you, if, you, if you guys are rigged up, you're tuned up. So you're that organic. It's like, hey, man, what are you feeling? Yeah, that's just where I'm at. Yeah. This, is what, this is old school here. This right. is, you know, we're just hanging out. <laughs> I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's you really, guys have the guitars get, on. Get, the, get the music out of the way. And I'll oh, just sit here. So we can get to the good stuff. We're hungry, we're hungry for some fruit We want to do the goddamn, it would be a hoot To eat some low-hanging fruit We're on a freaky pursuit Don't want no high-class modeling design fucking bathing suits Now, we want the low-hanging fruit Hold on a second. Oh, wow, I didn't tune up. I didn't tune that up. Why didn't you tune up? That sounded great, by the way. It was going good, it, wasn't it? it? Was yeah, really, it was like yeah. right in it. 
until yeah. I came in with a well-tuned guitar. Yeah, I know. That's really what we Well, you don't it. know who was out of tune. I don't actually have we to We can play. find that out right now. Kyle is a <clears> one-man <throat> orchestra but on his act. I, but... I want to place blame. No, we got to do. We got to do the whole thing. I got I to place blame here. Who was out of tune? Seriously. Hold on it was me. It was it's you? Just, it's just going to be another 20 minutes, and then we'll be all tuned up. Well, you, hey. you guys catch up. I've been to my share of dead shows. We can't talk. <laughs> I, I talk I, in the I key of F. So that'll throw off your tuning. So Jack, let's uh, talk to me about this diet. Because <sighs> my diet, I'm on a diet where they bring me food every day. Me too. Really? And, uh, Both of you? Well, yeah. is it the same one? Not Sundays. Okay. On Sunday, you can just eat whatever the fuck. The you Lord want. eats a, a bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and I, as long as I stay in the box, yeah, I lose weight. I have been unable to stay in the box. Right. Uh, for more than like one day. I, yesterday, I stayed in the box. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm so far so good. Okay. Today, and today I'm doing good. So far I'm in the box. Well, well, what's like what's in the box? I mean, is it enough? I mean, how do you snack? <laughs> it's not enough. <laughs> it's not enough to satisfy. Right. But right? it is. It is what my body needs. Apparently, it's all that my body needs. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm hungry, man. I'm hungry a lot. It's hard. Oh, by the way, your guys talking is uh, just really fucking with my tuning. But I'm what going to a box. About? I'm going to a box. Let me grab my. Let me grab a guitar pick before I. I've got a whole bunch of picks. I've got a buddy guy pick. Look, oh my god. Look at that, buddy guy. Gave me that. What his nerd manager Holy did. Shit, man! I just met Buddy Guy. And it makes you play like Buddy Guy when you use that of, pick. Of course, yeah. man. You need one, buddy. I got what's the, what? What gauge you use? Um, the medium. That's what I use. I, I like that Buddy Guy size too. I've never tried it, but when I played it, right, I think it's the same. It's yeah, the yeah, yeah. Idea. What do you call that size? I'm gonna say triangle with roundy edges yeah i think that's what they uh, that's what it says in the catalog <laughs> i recognized buddy guy standing in line in chicago to get on the plane i was going on and i knew it was buddy guy but no one seemed excited about it but i saw he was looking at his ticket so i wanted to make sure it was buddy guy so i leaned over and looked at his ticket and it was buddy guy oh my and i God. said holy shit you're buddy guy i'm i'm uh, i'm a big fan and I did just, that. He was just flying under the radar. No one recognized him except for you. And he said, okay. And I said, it's an honor to meet you. And he goes, okay. And then I get on the plane. I'm sitting next to his road guy. And he gave me the pick. And then after I get off the plane, I didn't need to pick up baggage. But I'm like, am I going to be that guy? I need a picture with Buddy Guy. So I went to baggage claim to, to stalk Buddy Guy. And he was there by himself at the baggage claim. See, that's the I guess right, we're all fans. That's the yeah. perfect amount of famous, though, where no one recognizes you except for Mark Maron. That's how I don't. That's, I, I want to get to that amount of famous. You want to come back down? Yes, if possible. <laughs> how are you going to do that? Um, so we're going to try this again. Is that a couple the... more shitty movies, and I'll be uh, <laughs> I'll be right there with Buddy Guy. <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. Once you get to the super famous, then you can't. No, no you coming can't back. Unring that bell. No. You can only become famous for being shitty. Well, but what you happens can't, is you can't for, become unfamous. For half your career, it's like, holy fuck, there's Jack Black. And the other half is like, oh, Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to that guy? Sad but true. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. All right. Let, let's uh, you try let, it. Let's change gears. Okay. Let's, uh, let's end with a little roadie. Since I miss my roadie so deeply yeah. at this point. Yeah. Well, it's 3 p.m. Time to lug the gear. Got to get it on the stage. My muscles flex. My fucking sweat will save the day. When I check the mic, I fucking check the mic. I fucking check it, check it. One, two, three. I plug it in. I make it sound as good as can be.
Because a rock is a rock, but the road is a road. Gotta take the mic, I guess I take control. Gotta get that shit up on that fucking stage. Because the road knows what the road knows, and the road knows that he wears black clothes and he hides off in the shadows of the stage. Because the roadie looks a thousand miles with his eyes. And when the crowd roars, brings a teardrop to the roadie's eyes. Tears of pride, because it brought you the show, but you will never know. He's changing the strings while hiding in the wings, no matter how hard the show must go on. And a beautiful girl come to me, she said, Hey, can I suck at your dick? I say, yes, I am in love. But then she quickly say, I sucked your dick. And now give me that backstage pass. I do not want you, wrote it. I want to take KG home. Oh, I'm standing at the threshold of your dreams. Without me, then, no sound from those ants. Without me, no lights on the stage But you don't applaud for me No I am the roadie Lonesome warrior searching for a soul Yeah I am the roadie I make the rock go Fucking powerful, man. Thanks, man. I didn't even do any vocal warm-ups. No. That's, ah. Where did that come from? Your amazing capacity to sing. Uh, <laughs> do you know, I, oh, remember, I, I remember when I was a kid, and I could, not, I could not sing very well, and I practiced a lot. Yeah? Yeah. It came from a deep desire to be, uh, to be a plot. Because I remember one of the first things I noticed was like, this guy's totally into singing, but he doesn't play an instrument. Well, and I thought that was so weird. Like, mm -hmm. he's really into vocals and things. Like, I was a big musical theater nerd. Uh, Were you really? Did you do like? Did you do that? I mean, yeah, I was, was Pippin in in my high school production. <clears throat> Pippin, but like when you did Pippin, where people were like, "Holy fuck, that's a rock and roll Pippin." No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I was pretty straight ahead Ben Vereen style. Oh, really? But I, you know, Ben Vereen to this day, I think it's one of the great. Uh, have you met Ben Marie? Performers, Marine? I did meet. I got a chance to do a one, night, a one night, one night only, Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, that's right. Where Ben Vereen played where Judas, go? and I played King Herod. Oh, you did King Herod song. Yeah, Jesus, I am overjoyed. You the Christ, yeah, yeah, the, the great, great Jesus Christ. Christ. Prove to me that you're no divine. Oh, oh, yeah, change your water into wine. wine. Yeah, and then there's one. Prove to me that you're no fool. Something about the swimming Walk pool. across my swimming That's pool. right, yeah. <laughs> it's a very funny song. It's a great song. <laughs> it's a great song, and it's a it's a small part, but it's a it's got a good impact. Oh yeah. You no, it's like one it's, jam. it's the one I remember. Yeah. From uh the record. Oh dude. But now, no, the way you gotta remember. My mind is clearer now. 
Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the yeah, opener, yeah. right? Yeah. Although Ben Vereen did flub the opening line of the of the musical. <laughs> it had <laughs> been a long time, clearly. But he made up for it with passion later on in the show. Sure. <laughs> so wait, now, why am I saying wait as if we're in the middle of something? Yeah. You were the guitar virtuoso. Like well, when, when you grew up, relative to what was happening, but like he was in musical theater, which I mean, I right. you probably took a hit for that. Were you proud of that? I was proud. You were, yeah. Well, I mean, at the time, I was, uh, uh, you know, searching for uh, for an identity. High school is tough for everybody, it is. isn't it? Wait, well, what did you try on? I and mean, everything were... that I tried, like uh, you know, just the various clubs and <laughs> and. Uh, Various uh, groups of people, the clusters. I, I the stoner. I couldn't excel with the with the Mac, ma, the, the the math, math nerds yeah, yeah. Or, or the 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 athletes. Obviously, right. I yeah. wasn't. I wasn't. Did you uh, really try that hard with the math nerds, though? I I I don't remember how hard I tried, but I I yeah. you know I wanted to be accepted certainly by everyone. I was a big class clown, but when I got into the theater, I felt like oh. I'm I remember not, I had dreams yeah. in high school. I had dreams like. I would be in the theater at the high school flying around. I had the power of flight. And then as soon as I, then I would fly out of the theater, and I would immediately lose my power of flight, and I would come back down to earth. Were you ever given the opportunity to hang on a wire? Did you ever play Peter Pan? No. No. It was, a, I think it was a symbol in my dream for, uh, you know. It wasn't, it wasn't a practical dream? Like, I can do this. Get a role where I'm suspended and flying. I may have been hooked up to a rig at some point. <laughs> and wait, you were like a f straight up guitar nerd? Uh, no, I had, uh, well, first I just wanted to be famous. I was just like, I was that living was in the Bay Area. I was like, well, no, I wanted to be an actor. So I'd run around telling everyone, you know, yeah, I'm going to be an actor. Yeah. And, and then, then uh, uh, I thought, you know, I'll come to LA, I'll go to UCLA and I'll meet people Yeah. that are going to become famous and right. then I'll like be an actor. Latch on to them? Yeah, I'll latch on and <laughs> leech for them and. It worked and, out. Uh, yeah, it worked. <laughs> That's the sick part. I'm like, how does that work yeah, you exactly? Pulled it off because <laughs> I knew that steady work for me was not gonna. But you were like, you're given, uh, you know, the credit as being the 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 guitar wizard, right? And you are a guitar wizard. That doesn't start out of nowhere. You well, must everything's have... relevant. Yeah, I mean, I I was like a marching band guy. No, oh my god, you guys are ruining my uh, no, my, it was my bad. Vision. But I remember, what'd I, you I, play in the marching I, band? I was like, I played flute. Oh my god, it was really bad. Did you know that about him? Listen, this <laughs> is the way it is with any rock star you're going to talk to. It's not going to be, yeah, marched through glass and nails and learned heavy metal from a <laughs> no. from a homeless well, wait, dude on the train. We're the same age, you, uh, roughly, all, and yeah. you know, I just figured maybe you'd be like working on Jimmy Page. So no, I know, I wish I was. Or I mean, maybe, I felt like I started way too late. You were I in started, high school when Van Halen's first album came out. Yeah, right? that's true. It I changed remember. everything. Nah, nah, yeah, Wait, that's too loud. Yeah. Here's the other thing, Cage. But Cage isn't isn't really telling you his his rock roots. You, your big rock influence was Neil Young, and that's where you got all of that. Well, I love Neil, but I mean everybody that did back then. Didn't yeah, they? well, kind of. I came to Neil later. I mean, I understood Neil, but then when when you get older, you realize, holy shit, this guy half his you know, most all of his songs are timeless. Who the hell can do that? Yeah, like it doesn't matter what era they really. Were. Even the last album. I don't even listen to the last album. <laughs> I haven't heard it. I haven't even. I just watched that. Uh, I'm just saying the classics. Cowgirl in the Sand is, you know, it no defies doubt. dates. Yeah. No. Yeah. Right? But now that Fallon can do him perfectly. I know. It's weird. It kind of takes some of the mustard off his sauce. Oh, really? That you let have Fallon you seen, killed Neil Young for you? Dude. A little have, bit. Have you, it's you like, seen well, Fallon's Neil Young? Yeah. It's astonishing. Yeah. <laughs> if he can do it that perfectly, it's like, well, wait a minute. Maybe it's not that unique. 
You like his guitar playing, though? You like the, uh, the I do, the but I liked the... it because it was really not technically that good. I'm like, wait a minute. Because I knew, like I said, I started late. It's okay to play one note for 15 minutes? Yeah, I was minutes. like, wait, I, can, I think now, I can do that. The, he is the testament to the, it's not how many, but the right note. Right. He hits just the right note. <laughs> and Neil Young sound note. like a, te- a telegraph. So you grew up in what? The, what? How close to the San uh, Francisco? Uh, out in the suburbs, out in Walnut Creek. Oh, oh I know. I used to perform in Walnut Creek. That's kind of half towny, half middle class. Yeah, and then it just kind of became Concord's a little creepy. We right? called it White Man's Paradise. <laughs> but isn't that <laughs> was... by isn't Concord the weird voice? Isn't yeah, it? it's a little That's dicey, a little trashy. Yeah, a little, it's a little sketchy out there. And you, uh, you just uh, in in high school, you were what? What was I doing in high school? Yeah, I mean, were you like? I was Jack, trying not you? to go to class. Yeah, I was really. Yeah, I didn't really. It was it was the seventies. So, right. I mean, and it's weird. I don't how old are you? Do you, tell, you say how old you are? Sixty nine. And how old are you? Sixty. Oh God! All right, how old are you really? No, I, I was born <laughs> you in sixty nine. So okay, I'm forty two. <laughs> yeah, right. so I'm fifty two now. <laughs> yeah, this it's is a magical over. time. It's a great time when Kyle's uh, exactly ten years older than me. Oh, that's right. We're right in the it, zone. Lord it, uh, under him. Yeah, doesn't that, isn't that every year though? Or yeah, every it? year just for like a month? Oh, yeah. Exactly once while he's nine, and then it's pretty ugly. So yeah, so you're more closer to my age. How old are you? I'm 48. I'll be 49 next month. See, I can't believe I'm that much older than you. And you're a little, you're my brother's age. That's all I'm saying. Here's when you know you're old. Why, you're why older can't you than be- the president. Why can't you believe you're older than Mark Maron? You definitely look older than Mark Maron. Do I? I? A little bit. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I... Well, you're full Gandalf the White at this point. He's still salt and pepper. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah, I, I do have my hair. <laughs> so, Jack, all right. So let's. I mean, let's go through it. It's, it's difficult with two guys, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna focus on you now. I'm gonna try not to interrupt when you're talking to Kyle from now on. We're gonna you... go back and forth because I think that's why it's difficult. It's the triangulation. No, it, it is because then you want to. Talk. It's fine. Dude, we got it's an fine. hour. I've yeah. got a very intense, intense desire to interrupt when you guys are talking. Though, <laughs> is that because you're afraid it's not about you for a few minutes? Or I just want to control Kyle's every move. <laughs> I do have a history of being a loose cannon. <laughs> really? Yeah. I read. I, I think I did a little research that there did was a, a Juilliard gaffe that has trailed you for your entire life. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I know. I thought it, I thought it was funny, and then you know, people were like, oh, what? And then they're like, in the people the, want to believe there anything. was no music program at Juilliard. But I think the first time I met you guys was what in the mid '90s, like '96, '97. That sounds about yeah. right. And yeah. uh, you guys were doing the the Mr. Show stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were we were like performing live when Mr. Show did live shows right. around L.A. Right. They would have us open for them sometimes. And didn't you do like bit parts? Weren't you like the guy in the background? Yes. I did a little bit part in in Mr. Show, but mostly me and Kyle would just show up and watch the live tapings of Mr. Show, we, right? Because we were uh, there was a little time there where Mr. Show there was a there was a wave of uh, excitement excitement yeah, about yeah. the movement. It was yeah. more of a movement than it yeah. was just a show. The alternative comedy movement. They were right at the forefront. Of I it. think they defined you know, a lot of people. That's where their history of comedy sort of begins yeah. at Mr. Show. But you had already done a movie. Had you done like I, I think the first time I saw you was in Bob Roberts because I remember yeah, Bob Roberts. What uh, year was I that? Had that on my belt. I think that was ninety or ninety one. And that was because you guys were both in the actors' we game, were in the actors' Correct, game sir. theater company. But, yeah. So you must have really you have done your research. Well, I mean, I knew this. I mean, this is not yeah. you know deep deep digging. <laughs> but like, I went and saw an actors' gang. You know, I I know I saw you at that that uh, at Tim Robbins that last thing he did. 
Yeah. I saw you in the lobby, remember? It was yeah. The the thing about, uh, what was it called? It, it was the, an incredible show. It was uh, Crack the Whip? It was insane. Break the Whip? Break the Whip. It was, it was uh, a, why didn't that, why didn't that run longer? It was insane. It was one a, of those things about Indians where and race and, and the and, critics drive the, the, uh, the theater in, in <clears throat> LA and, uh, I think it just got overlooked and it's weird cause it was so it much was work went by into far it. the best production. In Los Angeles, that with all year. the movement and the puppetry and all kinds of weird shit. When was that? Com- Comedia del Arte, fucking. That masks. was like a year ago. Yeah, we were there. right. And uh, and I confronted you. I said, "You doing my podcast?" And you're like, "I don't know." Did I, I, <laughs> yeah, you're like <laughs> very noncommittal. Very yeah, yeah, kind of like I don't know. It doesn't uh, I'm you not feel sure. like you always have to kind of be working the podcast? You have to be asking. Well, no. Well, I'm, I'm proud of it, and it's something that I like to do. But like a lot of times, because of the reputation it's gotten, people assume that I'm going to go digging around for things, or that they're going to you know have to reveal things. Like I asked him too, and he was like, you know, every once in a while I will get a call from him or an email, like I'm going to do it. <laughs> like once or twice a year, I get one of those. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's nice. Well, I hadn't heard the podcast at that point, so right. I wasn't sure what I'd be stepping into. Yeah. But uh, I've heard it since, and I'm a big fan. Oh, I appreciate it. So wait, when you guys, because the Actors Gang always did weird shit, so uh, I mean, at some right. point you were, this was not about, was it always about being in movies, or was it like this theater thing? Is like, No, it was definitely about the theater. I mean, it was very sort of political, and I went to UCLA with Tim, and it was kind of a... Yeah, it was about changing the world. And so you knew something. Tim when he was uh, just a, a a young Tim. A young, but he yeah he didn't change too much. He was still eight feet tall though. When you <laughs> he knew was him. and very imposing, but our our relationship was based on him bumming cigarettes off me. Really? Yeah. And mm-hmm. were you in the, both mm-hmm. in the theater department? Yeah, yeah. That was what was happening then. And, and so he was all about the uh, the highbrow. Got to keep it in the art world. Yeah, but it was more about you know going against the institutionalized theater. We got to... Is that your Tim Robbins impersonation? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I tell you what, he really the guy was a hard worker. Yeah, and uh, still Great. is. He and, did all right for himself. That guy. Yeah, he he knew how to do it, and he was very. Uh, he definitely got the uh, the alpha gene. What was the first production you guys did? And when, did you have to wear an outfit? The first or? production that I did well, at, with the at the Actors Gang, gang yeah. was called uh, The Big Show. And it was all about the uh, the South American, the the Sandinista, what was it? It was yeah, Mike it was Schlitz like show. Drugs, it, was a, it was a political, yeah. Political, political something or other. And there was music, Hodge but Hodge. it wasn't a musical. Right, it, uh, right. And I played Jackman Braun. Yeah. Some sort of misguided rock star. That, but the first show yeah. I ever saw was Carnage. Yeah, uh, and Kyle was in it, and it was the best show I'd seen. You know, I was in high school, and I just, I had, uh, <clears throat> I had an infatuation with the theater company, the Actors Gang. It was like I wanted to be in it so badly. It was like being a Chili Pepper or yeah. a Beetle. Really and cool I just, thing to do. I revered everybody in the in the company, and I felt like that's the way it was across the board with all the theater people in L.A. were wishing they were in the Actors Gang, and then just hanging around the Actors Gang and watching them. I, I, there was a strange disgruntled quality about a lot of the people in the actors gang. I was like, why are you guys disgruntled? Don't you see? You're in the fucking coolest theater company in the city. But I guess that's the way it always is. But it's, it was like actually one of the, I mean, there are a lot of theater companies, but it seemed to have a real agenda as opposed to just a, a workshop for people to get shitty roles on television. <laughs> well, that was the thing. Well, yeah, one of the great quotes that uh, was, we reject celebrity. And we were like, <laughs> Until they become like, celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, we all, but I mean, you're an actor, you want to work. Yeah. You know, it's like, come on. But the actors don't... gang was like the clash yeah. of theater companies. Right. It was politically active and. And yeah, there was a point to it. Were you politically active? 
Not so much, but uh, <laughs> I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to, I mean, I'd be on the right side. I've always been very left leaning and I mm. was then, but I wasn't like marching in the streets or anything, but, yeah. um, but when you did a show with him, was it sort of like, I don't get this. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying uh, to say here? <laughs> sometimes there it might got, have been some of that. Sometimes it got uh, a little, uh, a little highbrow, but, uh. Yeah, what, what was the, the Brecht production we did? Good Woman of Setswan. <laughs> uh, you got to do some homework to know what the hell's going on in that, sh- in that show. Got to get uh, the cliff notes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I that one. Where'd you go to high school? I went to uh, a few different ones. I went to Culver City, junior high, and then I went to a little school for troubled youths called uh, Poseidon. Poseidon. Had, I only had uh, like 20 kids. How were you there. troubled? I was doing a lot of uh, cocaine. Oh, and yeah? Running with a uh, rough crowd that mm, they turned on me and wanted to kill me. And then, really? I, and then I, yeah, I stole some money from my mom and uh, just bad news bears. Like and it, I actually went to my parents and said, um, I, I want to. I want to go to. Yeah, I want to go to troubled youth school. They didn't send me off to military military academy. So you had I, give it. You you didn't have like those kind of parents. You, no, they, they were sort of. You're like he's asked us for help. I had to do it for my. Yeah, I had <laughs> he, to. I had he, to apply. He's the, on yeah. the run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who were these guys? Were they criminals? Uh, not really. No. There was. It was more just. There was like, this street in uh, in L.A. that I would go to with uh with the cool rough kids. I wanted to be like. One of the kids from The Wanderers, right? Or uh, sure, hmm. I wanted to be in a gang. Yeah, it was just there's something very romantic about being, you know, like yeah, the, the skater. You want to run with like Matt Dillon and Nick Cage? Exactly. What was that movie called? Uh, Outsiders. 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 Yeah. yeah. Was it called? Wasn't it called The Outsiders? I think there was. Wasn't there a series of the S.E. Hinton? Yeah. 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 Um, was that The Outsiders though? Were that was that the S.E. Hinton one? Yeah. With the big sky and the look like the Wizard of Oz, I and then there so. was Rumblefish. And I think the street was called Jasmine. <laughs> and uh, we would go down there and just hang out and listen to heavy metal music and have long hair and skateboards. And yeah. and then when the cops came around the corner, everybody run. Yeah. And then, <laughs> there's no, no reason. reason to run. We don't have anything. But uh, I was a wannabe gangster. Yeah. But yeah. Did, could you skate? Uh, not very well. I could skate. <laughs> you were the guy holding the board? Decently. I skated everywhere. Yeah. I could skate as a mode of transportation. Pools? Could you do pools? But pools, I could do it, but yeah. I couldn't get air, you know. Yeah, I was yeah. like on the precipice. <laughs> And precipice I hurt, of air <laughs> I, I hurt my wrist one time so that ended my pool but my i can't pool. even imagine you on fucking coke i mean you're, you're so goddamn intense the way it is i, I mean know. did what did, did it have a riddle effect or did it actually relax it had you a, well it i had had this strange religious effect like i would do coke and then i would just want to talk about the uh the infinity of the universe sure and, and uh, the singularity i'd want to get it was even popular <laughs> i'd want to get super heavy yeah and then reveal too many secrets uh and uh, go into a downward spiral of, of self hatred yeah. that could have led to suicide. So you would, you would. <laughs> oh no! It was always bad at the end of it. No, coke's always bad at the end when you're just sitting there listening to your heart, wondering and how long this is going to go. It wasn't just the coke. <laughs> it was also the LSD yeah. and the sniffing glue. There's yeah. lots of bad stuff. Going you did glue on. too. There was all That's kinds of low bad budget. Shit That's some on. low budget shit. I was desperate <laughs> to make it to the center of the uh, badass uh, coolness. <laughs> Huff and glue that was on Jasmine Avenue. Why don't you write that song, Ben Morrison? <laughs> but but wait. But then after that, I went to Crossroads School. Crossroads was where oh, I heard about that. I left that's Poseidon, Santa Monica, and I went to Santa Monica. Yeah, that's a, that's like a, an a, expensive hippie school. Exi- exactly. It's a progressive, expensive eleventh and twelfth grade. My last two years of high school. Which was actually don't they actually offer cocaine at the Crossroads School? No, <laughs> but it was a great school, and I met my wife there. 
Yeah. That's when I started really getting into the theater. Like I did Pippin there at, at Crossroads and uh, Well, that was a supportive environment. Exactly. You, you weren't in like some, you know, regular high school where people would run around calling the theater guys fags. Yeah, exactly. Everyone was sort of like, Oh, this is cool. They Jack's cool. Us. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kyle, let's 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 hammer. Oh, wait, let's we're hammer back on away. me? Oh god, I just got nervous. Yeah. Well you should get nervous. Why? Well, no, you shouldn't. Well, so, you, so you wandered around the Bay Area, San Francisco, where everything was happening, and you're like, I'm out of here? Uh, yeah, something like that. I mean, I knew I had to not work, so I went to college. And, and kind of the deal I had with my parents, if you went to college, you know, they would pay for it. Yeah. And you could sort of continue. So I... I yeah, why not? Why not go to summer camp? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I went, you, to, I went to not one, not two, but three years of junior college. Good for you. While I lived at home. You take your time. Yeah, <laughs> what is a junior college yeah, exactly? Were, a two-year program it's that a two-year you went, institution, and you went to three, three yeah, years. I went three years there. <laughs> what did you was, study? I was having so much fun. Well, it was good. I studied uh, music and theater, and uh, been hanging out. Mm -hmm. and I had a good time there. Yeah, and also if you went there, I remember they would have to take you into the university. Usually. Right, as part of the Just deal. Like direct, yeah, directly. I was like. Wait a minute. So this means I don't have to take my SATs. Yeah, I didn't take mine either. Isn't that weird? No, I know. I was like, and I just did not want to take that test. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to do good on it. And it yeah. just sounded like a horrible nightmarish day of just like pencil and filling in things. And <laughs> I was like, I didn't want any part of that. <laughs> and then so, you came to LA and where did where, and you- Well, first I was going to go to Northridge. Yeah. Because I didn't really know LA. And I had a girlfriend and she was like, no, you can't go to Northridge. It's in the valley. I thought, I, I don't know. What's the valley? Right. I don't even know where that is. Sure. But I was like looking and it was like, well, there's a great guitar program there in Northridge. I should go there. Yeah. Because I was going back and forth acting or do I want to be like, maybe I want to be like studio guitarist or something. Sure. If I study really hard, maybe I could do that. Yeah. But then she was like, no, you got to go to UCLA. It's really like, it's cosmopolitan and there's cool people there. It's like, okay, I'll go there. Yeah. And then I went to UCLA and then I realized I was completely unprepared for any kind of actual Anything. university curriculum. Right. Sure. In my first class and my first paper I turned in, the teacher was like, you need like remedial writing. <laughs> That's the worst. And reading. It was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, what am I going to do now? <laughs> yeah. So I think I was only really there for like four quarters. And I got in as a music major, but I really was like, well, I was hanging out at the theater department. And that yeah. was really where it was at. So Building things or being in things? Well, being in things. I yeah. got cast in a couple of things. I was like, well, this is really fun. And so were you with uh, Tim when he started the Actors Gang? Uh, no. He did one production, Ubu the King, and that was like their first production. And then uh, I think I was in the second production called um out of sight out of mind yeah which was uh written by tim but directed by richard olivier do you remember richard of course son of uh lawrence. son of lawrence olivier. was he really son yeah is he still around i think he is i think he's like directing i haven't really yeah he's doing something where he uh through he, he uh he motivates corporations through shakespearean theatrical productions i heard that does yeah. he rewrite them I don't know. Like, do, do, does the, uh, the the monarchy become the corporation, and and you just readjust? Uh... I don't think it's that. No, <laughs> that I think it's more like. A... Do the corporate guys have to? Yeah, play roles or something. I, You're like I, corporate comics. They they have to go ask like, okay, who's the who's the boss guy? Yeah, and who's the guy that everyone makes fun of? Right, we'll integrate them into the show. <laughs> <laughs> You integrate that into Shakespeare. Like a... Maybe he goes into like DreamWorks and he uh, does a little. 
a Shakespearean play about how DreamWorks could someday take over uh, everything. Yeah, I don't know. Reality. I, I, I don't really know what 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 it well, is. Well, that's that's, well, that's kind of be that's got to be a burden to be Lawrence Olivier's kid. I I don't you know what your parents. Yeah, you could tell it was kind of like weighing on him. I think. How could he, he not? Felt, he felt like the burden. What 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 did you what did and your I parents think... do, Jack? My parents are uh, uh, satellite engineers. Still. No, retired. Mm-hmm. They were uh, they were into uh, aerospace en- engineering. I had I, I don't really underst- understand what they were doing, <laughs> but, but they, I know that wait, my mother they my, couldn't tell you because they'd have to kill you. Kind <laughs> of. My dad didn't. My dad did some stuff that I, I he didn't tell me until recently because now everybody knows about it. But like what would, you know the telescope that that. Uh, looks down at uh, people takes pictures of and people can see a, a right postage now? stamp on the sure. ground that was in space yeah. so he started Google he was Earth. working on that really and my mom worked on uh, the Hubble Space Telescope and that's pretty cool but yeah not, not a secret yeah um, so they were like you know heavy duty engineer math kind of yeah. like yeah. people that would have been me if not for the glue sniffing <laughs> that's when I became an actor <laughs> and what did your parents do well my dad was a fireman really yeah I don't know why I said that like that. Like you're lying. It's one of those like iconic jobs. It seems sure like it is. nobody really has. It's it's something you're being proud of. Like between ages seven and like fifteen. Yeah. You know, you're and like, it was fireman. But I remember every time I went and visited him, he was kind of like sacked out in his chair. It was really sort of a quiet neighborhood. Yeah. And, At the station house. Yeah. Watching yeah. TV. With, Did like, they have a pole? Guy. What? They have a pole? No pole. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so you like, couldn't really oh. live the dream. No yeah. dog? Was there a Dalmatian? <laughs> no Dalmatian. No? No? Was there yeah. a guy cooking all the time? And, you know, and so. I was like, oh, I see why you have this job, Dad. <laughs> it's because it's really easy. Oh, wait, we're cut from the same cloth, I think. We're looking for a way out. No, but every once in a while, there would be that's very right. intense danger. That's right. It was 99% boredom, and yeah. then 1% like, save life. Yeah. yeah. Rush into heart Burning attack. Down. Yeah, but I never really but thought he was of it kind that of way. equipped that way. Right, I never thought about it that way. It's sort of like, yeah, I can do that once in a while, but the yeah. rest of the time we just hang out. Yeah, watch some <laughs> television, talk to the guys. <laughs> <laughs> it really was crosswords. <laughs> Ooh, television. Now, when when Tenacious D started, it was an, it, it was hard to do musical comedy. Just as a comic, I know it was difficult. You know, when you'd see a musical act, they were doing song parody or they were doing silly songs, and it becomes sort of a novelty act. But somehow or another, you guys have transcended. The musical comedy act and made it have some integrity sheer talent well yeah, we, we never did any really. we never did any uh uh sparity sparity right so that that's how we avoided it just by we never steered doing steered clear of the weird ow yeah we were actually ow. really were trying to be a great uh uh rock band and that yeah. uh with a funny with a funny angle was that but was that is that true i mean is that is that part of uh the myth of tenacious deer you guys actually I mean, said we're going to no, be I a great band our first song was the greatest song in the world sure, tribute and it was great and we were trying to be to be great <laughs> and we you were, were. We, we started off actually uh writing serious songs yeah and uh they just didn't sound very good like what I, like, I like earnest, we, we, earnest we, songs yeah like about uh heartbreak oh really yeah i think the earnestness bothered you yeah i think didn't think you wanted you weren't in a you didn't want to bury i think no. the comedy allowed us to yeah the earnestness yeah. was very embarrassing, embarrassing. To me. and yeah. i didn't i didn't think i didn't think uh that we were good at it i right. felt like that's one, not who we were yeah once the, we went after the we're like once we clowns. figured out yeah that we were clowns that freed us up in a way but you neither yeah. one of you initially thought you were clowns I mean, I was a class clown. I no, knew I, I mean, had that but, in me. But, but you wanted to write serious music. 
you wanted to like you yeah know. i think when all your heroes are kind of doing it i mean you look to people that you you know admire and it's like well they're all right and but like, that's interesting to me because like you didn't so. see yourself as a comedic actor necessarily and you were a, a serious right actor. at the very it did not take long right i mean it was literally yeah. like the second song yeah but it, and then it seemed like oh this is comfortable right. and we performed it at like a coffee house as part of a comedy show it's like well yeah this is fun but I mean, but yeah. you but you but was tenacious d the first time that either you guys realized that you know comedy was your thing um because the bob roberts role and i don't know how many you had under your belt at that time yeah. and that was a you know, that was a fairly disturbing you know portrait of a fanatic yeah <laughs> and you know it was you know it, it wasn't funny necessarily but it was very, i mean i remember it very vividly right. but so when you guys started because you're a comedy force i mean you've defined something in modern comedy but initially you were like you know let's let's try serious music and 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 did this define your comedic personalities i think in terms of acting, I it mean, definitely uh, defined my voice. Yeah, because before that, like you say, there was uh, you know the Bob Roberts role. Yeah. that was a that was a fun thing. But for the most part, it was just a bunch of bit parts that uh, weren't very uh, weren't very good. Yeah, I, I I couldn't really get a handhold in in, right. uh, in the biz. Right, and uh, and then when when we started writing these songs, it felt like suddenly oh. This is it. This is who you can figure out. You, you, you can. We can be. You managed your intensity, and you were able to take it over the top in the context of the music thing. And then, yeah. like, you're like, "That's it. I finally found a channel." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, a context. So it sort of did define your personality. Yeah. And 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 with you, like in working as a comedy team, once you realize, like, okay, we're doing this seriously, but we're a comedy team. Right. I have to assume. But there is that, I think, for both of us, there is always, you want, as musicians, you want to rock. I mean, we're big fans. Well, you definitely rock. Right. But the desire to, I mean, other than, like you're saying, guitar comics and stuff. Right. Where you go, well, they're not really trying to rock. They're trying to be funny, maybe, like the parody or sort of a funny kind of right. concept within the song. It's about the jokes, but you were, yeah. you were, you were full on. But we're actually trying to rock, and then there's some kind of funny sauce mixed in we always we always rock we always like to rock hard but uh it feels like comedy is the is the ingredient that makes it combustible it's the point and we've always done this on all three of our albums where you know we'll have a bunch of songs and then we'll go okay this one is just not very funny and it doesn't seem right so that's kind of always been our thing it's like is it funny okay no then it's gonna go over there we'll keep it we'll keep it in in this uh right right if there's nothing funny about it as good as we can be, it still it doesn't seem like it. it uh... Well, that's it. Like even the roadie song. I mean, there was something you know uh, reasonable and honest about that portrayal <laughs> of the situation. Yeah, and there's a passion you bring to it that's sort of like, well, he means it. This this mean he means business. He's yeah. not just a like I I've interviewed Al Yankovic and he's another guy that has a lot of integrity to him. Even though he writes these funny songs, I mean, he's he's thoroughly himself, and, you know, he changed kids' lives. I mean, I didn't grow up with Yankovic, but but people who, who talk about Al Yankovic, I mean, like, I think that you guys did the same thing. There was this crew of, like, you know, 9 to 17-year-olds that grew up listening to, to Tenacious D, and you're an important part of their childhood. Yeah. Do you ever feel that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah, guys you come up to you like little rockers? It like, is weird. Oh, well, we've been on tour for the last few months, and it's weird to see kids come up that are, you know, 18 and 19. It's like, what? how do you even know who we are? And they, 
They were listening when they were nine. Right. Yeah, that's how. <laughs> their parents let them listen to you. <laughs> or more likely, yeah. their their older brothers or sisters. Right, right, right. <clears throat> older brothers. You probably, you probably, you probably were the gateway drug to heavy metal yeah. for a lot of kids who could have had better lives. <laughs> <laughs> a corrupting influence. Now, when when you guys did the show, I mean, it's it's. How did that come about? Was that from the Mr. Show performances? You oh, know, the or, HBO show. Yeah. That was really, um, yeah, that was a Mr. Show. I, uh, Bob, as much as anybody, really. Well, it was David Cross right. who saw us at uh, Cross, Al's yeah. Bar, which is one of our early shows in 94. Right. Um, I remember it's 94 because it was right around the time of uh, OJ's um, infamous the white, ride? white Bronco speed? ride. The drive. Yeah, and we, we, had a song, we had a song about OJ at yeah. the time. Yeah. And and then like, because now who was who decided on the format of that thing? Because I think it's arguable that you guys were you know the predecessors to Adult Swim and doing short form you know story comedies. And I know the, we were ahead of the curve there. No, definitely we were ahead of the curve. Yeah, well we we had a uh, uh, worked up some little uh, uh, sketches and treatments for uh, for storylines yeah. for shows right. with Ben Stiller, and we actually went into to HBO with Ben. Oh, that's right. And they they turned us down. And we're like, oh man, really that sucks. And then Odenkirk. Did you point at Ben? But Ben's here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ben wasn't really. Oh, don't ben. worry, we tried, right. he wasn't really there yet. Yeah, I mean, right, he, right. He had just finished the the Ben show, the right. Ben Stiller show. Right. But for one reason or another, it seemed that HBO had aligned themselves with Bob and David. Right. And that camp of that show, they split off. Right. And then you know, there was those two different camps. Right. And uh, and and Mr. Show had gotten a deal, and so they were like, "Why don't you come with us, though? And yeah, we'll just we'll put you. We'll in. slide you in." And we're like, yeah. "No, they already said no." And I said, "Don't worry, we'll get you in." And then really, and then, we were supposed to be part of Mr. Show. We, yeah, but that we, was kind of the the original plan was we were going to be like. And oh. and what did that end in disappointment or? How that <laughs> yeah, that end? was actually. I how was really did, disappointed. How did it end the <laughs> the uh, our run on HBO? It, well, no, I mean like the fact that Mr. Show wanted to. They said that they were going to integrate you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, "Well, we don't know where to fit you in." Yeah. No, it's it's much better. Yeah, no, it's better. Well, it yeah, did end up, but I remember at the time I was really bombed. I don't <laughs> even remember that. I just yeah. remember we had you know. These uh, little ten minute nuggets that, yeah. uh, but that was you know Bob and David definitely shaped the, uh, the uh, the the uh, the format the yeah the ten minute nuggets that was from them yeah who directed those Tom Giannis the great uh, Tom Giannis and he did it he did Sarah's movie too and he did you know he's done a lot of stuff right yeah he I, I don't um, know did he do Sarah's movie no no Liam Lynch did oh Sarah's Liam Lynch movie. right right and he did our our he, movie The Pick of Destiny he did right. Sarah Silverman though. Oh, really? Yes, Tom Giannis dated Sarah Silverman. Well, that's something. Yeah, yeah, indeed. <laughs> and now we're indeed. now we're playing Tom's wedding later this month. Yeah, right, he's a, asked us to play on his, his rooftop. Is, he's going to have a wedding on the roof. What's the deal with a rooftop wedding? Have you ever heard of that? I just no. went to a very. Is that odd some kind of like fiddle around the roof thing um, to do? Yeah, it seems a little. Um, Where is the rooftop? Seems like a Greek thing. Where is the rooftop? <laughs> downtown. Uh, downtown. Yeah, maybe it's like a loft. That sounds fun. So when you guys work, like, like when you guys do the, the live shows, I mean, how much, because, I mean, you definitely have a, a dynamic, a team dynamic. I mean, you're the intense, you know, wild man, and you're the grounded, you know, I've got this guy. 
And uh, do, like, is there a scripting when you do uh, when you do concerts or when you do the the musical comedy? I mean, do you know when you're sort of like the funny beat happens? Do you say like, all right, here you you know you pause and you know pull back and make your face and you know how much <laughs> how much teamwork is involved in that? Well, I'd like to see the script for that. Well, we don't have really? it scripted, but we definitely have yeah. beats. Yeah, and if, if it doesn't go right, you know, we'll look at each other askance and go, "What are you doing? Don't you know that's the part where we do the thing?" <laughs> oh God, you ruined it. Yeah, but then that becomes part of the act too is our yeah. our anger towards each other yeah i think we get to skate a lot on that i think you know when was the last time i, I think i saw both of you guys at some i showed up at your birthday party in a weird yeah right morgan murphy like said oh. i'm going to jack's party and i'm like is it a party You're like yeah well largo and, no no this was in new york when you were hosting the mtv music awards oh. and you were renting some apartment oh, and God. you had a birthday party and wow. i'm like well if there's a lot of people going i walk in and it's just like for you <laughs> it's you and kyle and tim robbins and and gagne the the director what the oh yeah the michel gondry yeah, michel gondry <laughs> yeah and then I walk in and I'm like, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> you know sort of... who else was there? It was uh, um, Dan Harmon. Yeah. he was writing, That's the, right. writing the music awards. That's right. I, I, and I didn't know him then. I just yeah. knew that I was uncomfortable and I and you were very polite. You're like, hey, Mark is here. I'm like, I've, I've seen Mark before. How do you know, dude? You're always welcome to crash uh, my parties. It was so bizarre. It now was like... that you have a very popular podcast, anytime you want to crash. <laughs> what, Man, that's your ticket in. What compelled you to to reunite and do this thing the new record rise of the phoenix i mean what what was happening well, what, here's, what, what here's was the, the decision thing. when you say what compelled you to make another album it it suggests that we had lost it and it there was really no does. reason to the reason is obvious i mean why does any great band go out and make another album so the question is offensive mm -hmm. but uh the answer is kyle, kyle is my <laughs> No, it's not the money. There's no money in this industry. Did we get paid anything to do? Was got, there any we leftover? Got, we got paid. We got what paid you get us. is like they give you some money to make a record. Yeah. And then you try to make it less for less money than what they give you. So right. you have keep so some you money. Don't owe the them end. money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But uh but in, we, inevitably you use up all the money. You you end up asking them for more. And they say, sure. And then it'll just be a few more years before you ever get any of the back end. Right. And now since nobody ever buys but, no, well, here's why it? we okay. did it. Okay, okay. Kyle is my jelly. Yeah. Without Kyle, I'm just delicious, delicious peanut butter. Right. Which is fine on its own. Right. Actually, some people prefer it. You, you but when right. you add it to jelly, yeah. it makes something unbelievably delicious transcendent so now why would i jelly. turn my back on my jelly i hear you <laughs> once you find your jelly there's just no reason to keep searching but was the jelly bothering you to do another record <laughs> <laughs> no in fact <laughs> in fact the jelly you were talking about breaking up you wanted to quit the band. <laughs> Uh well that's a whole other can of worms. There. No, here's what is the that thing. No, here's is that a real can of worms. Well, well we know. always break up. There, it's a fiery relationship. Is it? Not really. Well, sometimes we're like brothers in that you know we're highly competitive with <clears> each <throat> other, and there's a lot of love, and then there's also an endless battle for control. Yeah, in the band. In the band. Well, I'm just like not to be. Well, also in life, like uh. We're both on diets right now. Yeah. And Kyle won't tell you, but he's secretly hoping to, to win to win and be I'll, lighter I'll, than I'll, me. I'll tell you. <laughs> of course. I want okay. to encourage you by winning. By winning and lording <laughs> it over me. Now, without anyway. being too, uh, too, I don't want to be provocative, 
But uh, oh but, God, please, as if. But uh, but like you know, there's no denying the fact that uh, at some point you know Tenacious D happened, and then Jack Black happened. Yeah. Now was the jelly upset? <laughs> <laughs> the jelly, yeah, the jelly did fall off the bread a little bit. I mean, <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> Well, it's always that, you know, it's a half half full, half empty sort of thing. I mean, yeah, on one so. hand, I mean, I mean, it's been the greatest thing ever for yeah, me. Yeah. But then on the other hand, it's like, well, wait a minute. How come I'm not in, yeah. starring in my own movies? Yeah. How come I can walk through an airport so easily? <laughs> well, what's happening here? Yeah. And then you have to sort of reconcile. Well, you know, that's just the way it is. And you, you and then, as, but as long as it's sort of, there's been, you know, and then I do, I love to do it, and then, you know, there's long breaks. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> what, do, what do you do? A during couple the... of years go by. <laughs> well, then I desperately would start. I mean, for a while, I would just really start a lot of side projects. Yeah. And uh, like, the uh, use like of... uh, just like uh, half band projects. Did you audition guys who maybe were like Jack to do musical projects? Yes. <laughs> There's always that feeling of like, well, wait, let me see how good, you know, I can do on my own. Right. And then failing time after time, I realized that without Jack, I am <laughs> worth nothing. That's not true. And so now I just really come to terms and have really given up <laughs> on anything but the D and I've accepted it and have really become much happier. Okay. Well, that's a beautiful story. Yeah. Thank that's you. A, that's a that's a growing up story. Thank <laughs> I don't know that that's entirely true. I mean, you you have other other gigs that you've done over the years. You know, we you were do in a lot of acting. We, you and I were both in we, almost we, famous. Yeah. yeah, except they cut me out. Mm. I had nothing to do with that. Did what they happened? Le they left you in. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what? <am> I, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. Did you talk to Cameron? I just insulted both of you at the same well, time. Well, how long? My part was like a minute and a half. What, what, yeah. What, what, well, mine was probably, you know, four minutes. But I, maybe that was just that was four probably. minutes. They, they, that was they, probably, yeah. they, It was like down to you and me. I, I, I think made that, it in the bootleg. It's cut. a hell of a DVD extra. It yeah. is. <laughs> no, <laughs> really the director's is. cut it. My scene's a little longer, and it's a yeah. it's actually a better yeah. movie. Like yeah. uh, because they they deal with all the guys, and as opposed to just the primary relationship. I I think you did great work in that. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, you can say that. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. There's a lot of pain. Just and, and Jack, on the other side of this, are you, are you happy with the direction of uh, the, the juggernaut that is you at this point in time? Um, hmm. I'm happy. I definitely feel like uh, things have slowed down on the movie front. I feel the pinch. Yeah? Uh, I mean, I'm fine. Financially, I, yeah. I, I saved. You stashed. I saved a, a, away some uh, some. Uh, Did yeah. You stash away some gold, uh, some chipmunk nuts. Yeah, what are those called? Nuts. Yeah, nuts. <laughs> I put those. Yeah, <laughs> put you the nuts them? away. Got a little <laughs> nest egg for the boys' uh, college fund. How many you if got? I, uh, I got two boys, but uh, you know, it's a uh, it's a tough time. It's a tough time to get. Like I haven't worked in a year. It's been a year since I've had a movie, but. Um, you know, you just keep on, you keep on plugging away. Well, when when you did like, uh, what did I see? Is it the Mar Is it Margot's wedding? Is that the Margot at the wedding? Margot at the wedding. Yeah. Like you, you did a couple movies where you, you know, because you were there were the huge roles, and then you did yeah. a couple of those sweet little roles. Yeah. And they were great, and uh, it must have felt good to turn it down a little bit. It does feel good. I like I liked uh, working with Michel Gondry yeah. when we came to my birthday party. We were working what? on be a kind, little, rewind. be kind, rewind. What's his name? 
Michel Gondry. Did he do Internal Sunshine? Was that yeah, him? the best. That's amazing. I just watched it the other night. The whole thing it made one me of, cry. One of the best movies of all time. It makes. Um, it, does it make you cry? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna catch it. I definitely got emotional. You it, did yeah. right. Oh man. Now your boys are they uh, artsy? Uh, they like to put on a show. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh, They're uh, six and four years old. Uh, Sammy, uh, my six year old, likes to write little stories. Well, he, he, I'm his secretary. He'll mm-hmm. tell me what to write, mm-hmm. and then he'll do little sketches on it. I was working on one called The Dragon and the Bat. Yeah. And uh, just the other day, I downloaded an app on my iPhone because he wanted to make a movie mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. And so we did it on my iPhone. I can show you a little. That's good radio. That'll be great for the listener. No. Yeah, now, are you like mind. Uncle Kyle? I mean, do you like. Well, I'm the godfather. Uh-huh. No, uh, you're uh, the dog father. I'm the dog father. Yeah. But. Um, not really allowed to see him. Mm. Yeah, it's until, rough. Yeah. until adolescence, I think. Kyle never ever has any I'm interest not gonna in, come over in coming over to the house. I have to like haven't bring them. been invited once. What? Haven't been invited. <laughs> Is that a real thing? You don't go to his house? I don't know. <laughs> That's not true. I <laughs> do invite you over. <laughs> why, don't, why don't you go to Jack's house, Kyle? <laughs> What's that? Why don't you go there? By you the way, what? by the way, I've I've received zero invites over to your uh, ranch. Oh, Since the ranch. Uh, lived there. The Jelly Ranch. I think what it is, is that um, when we work together, mm-hmm. we see a lot of each other. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think the natural breaks are good. Mm-hmm. But it, I do enjoy seeing the kids when they do pop around. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Sometimes yeah. I invite Kyle over and he's like, eh, I already seen that movie. <laughs> Got better things to do. Oh, my God. Don't, don't show up to movie night. But... Uh, Okay. Anyway, yeah. I just have to I have to say something. If you're going to make me look like the bad Hollywood guy up on the mountain, <laughs> I have to uh, fight back a little bit. And when you when you do the kids movies, do you do it for your kids or you do it like cuz you like doing them? Um, when I what? When you do the big uh, fun family movies. Oh. No, I like doing them. Yeah. Like Kung Fu Panda? Kung Fu Panda and the one where you were a giant. Kung Fu Panda was was a tough Gold call actually. Travels. At first I I didn't I said no to Kung Fu Panda. Uh, just because I I was uh, a, you know I had uh, got the heebie-jeebies when I thought of just doing straight up kid thing. Yeah, felt a little romper roomy. Yeah, but then uh, he took the art of of the panda. They got someone to sketch out a yeah. little a little sample animation, and he put it to the voice of uh, my performance in High Fidelity. Really? And I was like, oh oh, I see. Yeah. You can mean I can do yeah. like that? Oh, all right. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how he hooked me. He's, yeah. kind of, he's kind of a genius when it comes to getting people to to throw down in, in his animated films. So everyone does animated now. That's like the it's like a sweet gig, no, right? It's a great gig because you just go in. There's no costume and makeup. You go cut work a few hours a month. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, when you, you when you sang it. in High Fidelity, was that that was like a fucking game changer, right? That was a, yeah, that was a big deal. That yeah. was it. Yeah, that was your big break. Because I remember seeing it in, uh, in and Jesus's I, son, Jesus's yeah. son wasn't, wasn't oh, bad shit. to get things started too. That, that was great. It was I a forgot good year. about that. Two two thousand was yeah. a very good year. But when you sang, like, did you like? Because when I saw you sing, there's that moment it's like this guy's gonna sing, and then you're like, holy fuck, he sang the shit out of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And you were like, you sort of that that character, like at that time, I don't think was as prominent as it is now because, like, the character you played, the sort of you know music nerd guy, yeah. was very specific. And now it's like they're they're everywhere. I could walk across the street and find one of those guys again yeah. A, yeah. ahead of the curve. Whenever Ooh. I see one, I say, "You're welcome." Yeah, <laughs> for your identity. <laughs> and when you did uh, uh, the Ben Stiller movie, which I love, 
uh, Cable Guy? No, Tropic Thunder. Oh, yeah. I fucking love that movie. Um, was there a moment there where, you, because I know you'd been doing like, you know, big goofy movies. Was the character you were playing, were you like, I know this guy? Um, uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. No, it was uh, very close to home. <laughs> what was it? Who um, was the, uh, what was the franchise? The over the top fat comedian? <laughs> No, I don't, I don't. It was a real stretch for me. What was the franchise movie? Uh, what was it called? The Fatties? <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty funny stuff. Yeah, yeah. That was a powerful, good. powerful opener to the film. Yeah. All the, all the all trailers for the trailers. upcoming. Yeah. The, but, but Robert Downey was really the, uh, the revelation in that movie. I thought the whole movie was Because really, while we were making it, yeah. Robert was still kind of struggling in the mire. He was not out of his uh, funk yet. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. He was now, like, yeah. it's like, holy crap. And I remember while we were making it, I was like, damn, he's funny. He's yeah. funny. He's yeah. good. People are going to... But I I, I, I didn't was... know he was about to be launched, you know. Into superstar? Yeah. Into like like the, the top of the mountain land? Yeah. It's wild, I wasn't, huh? I wasn't aware. My favorite laugh was the director stepping on the landmine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 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 <laughs> ten seconds into his spiel. That was the great that was the great thing in the script too. The the first ten minutes it looks like it's gonna be all about this director. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets exploded. <laughs> Just take him out. <laughs> right after his yeah oh, kick ass Saint Crespin's Day speech <laughs> of how what an awesome movie he's gonna make. <laughs> it's gonna be out there. It, it, how many dates have you done with the Genesis D so far? Um, on this tour, I think we played like 30, 40, really? maybe yeah. 40. We played all, Holy fuck. We, we did Europe, we did the United States. And, and what, um, what size rooms are you playing? We're playing, uh, 5,000, well, anywhere from a hundred thousand to 2,000. Like we, we played a couple festivals. Sure. I don't know if that counts. Sure that count. doesn't count. Well, they were all there to see Metallica, right. but did you we played in front of a hundred thousand screaming Germans. How the was that at first? Oh, um. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in terms of size, number, yeah. Well, it was the most, but we'd played to comparable festivals. Like when we played in in Reading and Leeds. Yeah. Reading. Reading it was like that big. It was like seventy thousand. It was yeah. a lot of. That must be fucking insane. Is it's it? insane, and it takes an adjustment time. Because when we first did it, I was too nervous, and it didn't. I, I was gripping. Yeah. And I was trying to to scream and sing louder so the people in the back of you, you would thought hear, it was yeah, project. It was just a dumb yeah, <laughs> yeah projection thing. And then I realized, oh wait, they're not even watching the stage. They're yeah. watching this jumbotron that's right on my face. It's right. so close up that in a way it's better to go even more subtle than you would in a small house. Right, right. And so I just took it way down, and then it just got into the groove. And now, now I. I'm pretty comfortable with the festivals. Do you feel them lock in? I mean, is it like playing, like, can you, like, being stage guys, I mean, when you do a, an audience of 500, you can feel, you know, a pin drop, and you feel that the energy of the, the place focused on you. You're not you're, really going to hear a pin drop. No, I know, shows. but do you feel that they, they you lock them? Uh, you know, it's harder with a big one, but, you know, the Jumbotron is kind of the equalizer. We kind of had a quantum leap, technically, where this tour, we went in-ear monitors. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, that has really helped me a lot. Well, yeah. I mean, we went, sound. And... I was having some trouble just hearing my own voice sometimes, and, and uh, I felt like it was affecting my pitch. <laughs> like I would go sharp a lot. Yeah, so it was yeah. like the inner ear was a huge. It's like, you know, when someone touches just one ear while they're singing yeah, in the yeah. studio. It's like having that. It's like having that on both ears at all times. So are you going to do another movie? Uh, I, there is another movie I want to make with Michael Winterbottom. Do you ever see 24-Hour Party People? 
No. Yeah, he's a great he's a great English director, indie indie guy. And you can do a Tenacious D movie? Um what did you get? we're gonna skip to part three, I think. We did you know, Pick of Destiny was <clears> a was a was a, a a bomb. I don't know if you heard. Yeah. Nobody nobody went to see that in the theaters. Right. So it's owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah. And I don't think they're gonna just let us have it back. <laughs> right. Weirdly. It's like they don't want to make another movie, but, but they, they don't want us to go make another movie somewhere. It's that's, What do you mean they own the rights to the Tenacious D movie franchise? The, you sell we sold our soul when we made the deal yeah. to make the uh So how would you approach another movie together? We would well, have to do it uh probably pitch a, them a idea. In another country know. maybe if we went to another country. I think and change your name and you are in the witness <laughs> protection program. <laughs> Something We've got like a plan that. to take it to take it to uh, the internets because apparently there's still some wild west. Yeah, it's um, right here. Yeah, yeah. So do the CK thing. That's what we're gonna do. And you can do that without Warner Brothers cr- uh, crushing you with their large Warner Brother thumb. We've got a plan to do an animated series, a tenacious animated series. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah, and uh, we'll probably be solving crimes and writing songs. Right, but the the that's crime solving cool. would be in the up front. Not yeah. so you don't piss off Warner Brothers, and occasionally <laughs> these cops will be like, "Hey, there's guitars here." Are <laughs> right, you want to do another song? Yeah, sure. What should we play? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Well, we I guess we should take a, a Mark Maron request. You're the, you're a you're a major Tenacious D fan. What I, you don't know any of our songs. What I, what I would like you to do. This is just to make you uncomfortable. Any song you want. Can no. you name one? What I would like you to do is to to play the song that you're the most fucking excited about writing this record. Oh. Hey. Wait, like the the one where you wrote it and you're like, "Oh, fuck yes." Yeah. Well, um Dude, I I, I think we should do uh Oh, should we go there? All right. Okay. All right. She's 39, but she still looks young. Not very young, but a lot of fun. She's my 39 lady in the sun I'm 49, I'm drinking white wine In the sun, it's a lot of fun Drinking my tides, kicking back with my flip-flop sound I'm wearing socks and my toe is tight Think about her every day and night. Thirty-nine-year-old lady, she looked pretty good to me. Chardonnay in the setting sun. She's thirty-nine, but she's number one. Get the apartment just right. She coming over tonight. Cause I don't feel scared She's 39 I'm in my underwear Here she comes Coming down the hallway She's knocking on my door I open the door There she is 39 year old lady Young enough for me She's scooby-doobin', but she's good enough for me. 
much you're a woman She's a lady We can see the fucking movie and agree it's a total piece of shit. Comfortable shoes never lose. We can fucking talk about some things. She don't need no diamond rings. She don't need no diamond rings. with that ring okay fucking awesome thanks man see like that like you know what i can relate to that song yeah <laughs> well i mean this album has been about the maturing of the d <laughs> we were digging deep the golden years <laughs> thanks for hanging out you guys thanks oh, for man. having us mark the best Oh my God, how fucking awesome was that? Seriously, Jack Black's got, he's got one of the greatest voices in the world. Kyle Sweet, great guitar player. A pleasure, a true joy to have it all happen here in the garage. Uh, that's it for this show. What else do I got to tell you? Uh, go to WTFPod.com for all your WTF Pod needs. Get the app, check the episode guide, see who's been on, see who you want to listen to. You can go to uh, iTunes and search WTF Premium, pick up some of those pay episodes. You can get the first 100 on DVD. You can do that. You can get on the mailing list. You can uh, leave a comment. Why? What, what is with people, and when I have women on the show, that they feel like they have to you know, just start these debates? It's fascinating, the Julie Klausner episode of what that... Uh, what that yielded uh just coffee.coop uh, always available at uh wtfpod.com i don't have one with me but if you get the wtf blend uh you know i get a little kickback there a little little back end shekels you can always kick in a few shekels get yourself the uh premium donor package bunch of t-shirts bunch of cds maybe a button or two that kind of stuff all right i'm tired man i'm tired All right, I gotta go.